This week we saw the Black Sea Grain Initiative saga unfold. Russia suspended its involvement in the grain deal before deciding to rejoin it. The agreement allows key supplier Ukraine to ship agricultural produce to the rest of the world. Moscow pulled out of the deal following a drone attack on its Black Sea fleet. Now, the deal was brokered by Turkey and the UN in July. It ensures the safe passage of cargo ships carrying grain from Ukrainian ports after they were blocked by Russia. Food supplies have been severely impacted by the fallout from Russia's attack on Ukraine. The grain corridor has helped bring down global prices that at one point surged by 33%, according to UN data. More than 9.5 million tonnes of corn, wheat, sunflower products and other foodstuffs have been exported so far, with the target of returning to the pre-war level of 5 million tonnes each month. The mere prospect of the deal falling apart resulted in a sharp rise in prices. The cost of wheat went up by around 6% after Russia's suspension of the deal. That threatened to make conditions worse for poorer nations who rely on those shipments. With the deal back in force, Turkish President Erdogan says parties would prioritise African countries in need. The grain shipment will continue as planned as of 12 o'clock local on Wednesday. Putin advised using this corridor to send grain to Somalia, Djibouti and the countries that are in need in Africa. We will do that. Now, the current agreement is due to end on November the 19th. Turkey, the UN and Ukraine say they're determined to continue efforts to keep the grain deal alive. These days, the movement of ships with Ukrainian agricultural products has continued, primarily thanks to the principles of partners, namely the UN and Turkey, which do not accept Russian efforts to destroy the grain agreement. But the grain corridor needs reliable and long-term protection. In any case, in future we will not interfere with the supply of grain from the territory of Ukraine to the Republic of Turkey, bearing in mind both the neutrality of Turkey in the conflict and the capacity of the grain processing industry in the Republic of Turkey. Taha Arvas joins us now. For more on this, he's an economist and adjunct professor of finance at Boğaziçi University here in Istanbul. Good to have you back with us, Taha. So, as it turns out, a crisis was avoided. Russia is back in the deal, thanks in large part, as we understand, to Turkey's efforts to lure them back in. But it does really underscore how fragile and important this deal is, isn't it? Sure. We have two parties that are really at war here, um, and both need to have securities guarantees of their security of these of these vessels transporting these these grains uh, so they looked at turkey frankly for for those guarantees so turkey is essentially guaranteeing the safety of both russian and ukrainian vessels without which uh, the the deal wouldn't have been in place and millions would be uh, would suffer from uh, a shortage that's right, because even on the news that Russia had suspended uh, the deal, albeit briefly, we saw wheat prices gain around 6%. Right. I mean, it happened that quickly. Right. So why, explain to us again, why is this deal so important in terms of keeping those costs down? Well, Russia and Ukraine are uh, together combined are essentially the world's breadbasket. I mean, without these two countries and their uh, massive, Ukraine specifically, um, massive amounts of, of grains that they produce, um, which are the basics, the, the basic inputs for bread and a lot of other things that, that um, uh, developing countries most need for the most vulnerable, um, we would see much higher prices. We're in a 
environment where the U.S. dollar has spiked anyway. So uh, 6% is just the tip of the iceberg. That was, that was something that, that uh, traders expected something to happen with. I mean, if, the, if it continued several more days, we could have seen a, a 3, 4, 5x increase in that price, which would have been devastating uh, for all these countries. When you look at the energy crisis that's been caused by this war in Ukraine, we've seen European countries stockpile gas. Uh, they're also looking for alternate sources, which seems to be doing the trick because uh, they believe, at least for this winter, they're all set. But what can you do in terms of grain supplies? Is it as easy to find other global sources in order to uh, avert this reliance on Ukraine and Russia? Not really, because no one was really planning for this uh, conflict and no one... Uh, even after the conflict started, it was too late to, uh, to, out, to outsource or to source these grains from other places. Now we're at this, point, at this point where all these grains have already been harvested and are waiting to be transported. So um, uh, short of moving them now, we're, we're looking at millions in to of tons of grains just wasting away on these shores. So they need to be moved. Um, otherwise, we'll see a, a, a further massive uh, uh, humanitarian crisis uh, globally. And as I mentioned earlier, we understand the grain deal is up for renewal towards the end of this month. Right. So I guess all eyes will be on that as well. Sure. We, we hope, obviously, that, that all parties to, um, continue to uh, abide by it so that uh, the world can benefit. Okay. Taha, out of us, always a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure.